This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Keller's Garden Center and Landscaping Services located on Kern Street in Exeter, Pennsylvania. Springtime is here, and that means it is time to start thinking about getting your yard looking its best. Do you really want to be in your yard all weekend digging things up and planting something new? Wouldn't you rather spend time with your family by the pool or doing fun things with the kids this summer? Instead of cutting the grass, let the professionals at Keller's handle the hard stuff. They are family-owned and operated and looking forward to assisting you. Visit them on their social media page for more information. Keller's Garden Center and Landscaping Services. Get your free estimate today. Welcome to the PopGo Project Podcast, a platform for the discussion and discovery of arts and entertainment. We focus on highlighting people and events that add value to the world around us. Visit us on all social media platforms by searching The PopGo Project or visit our website at thepopgoproject.com. Welcome to the show and thank you so much for listening. What are you changing your name to? Well, I had Hoover Mark on there, John. I figured I'd uh, change well, no it over one, to Mark Hoover. No one can see that. No one I can see feel, that. I feel better about myself now. You're, you're Hoover from Rock 107. Yeah, I should have changed it to that. Now everyone knows your first name. <laughs> yeah. I never hid my first name. They're going to find you in Durier, and they're going to knock down your door and say, where is that Mark Hoover guy at? They may find you first. No. <laughs> Then no one's looking for me. I'm not yeah, on the radio. I'm not a big shot on the radio. Well, you're an upper Duryea, as we refer to it, in lower Duryea. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. Okay. All right. I guess. I mean, I am up the hill. Yeah, you are. You know? I get all your rainwater. Well, yeah, and you're getting taxed on it. How about that? Yeah. I, well, I'm, I don't pay it. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to go to jail. No, they they there's a lien on the house. I guess I figured I if I ever sell it, I'll just figure that out at the closing. <laughs> sure, <laughs> I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah. So Hoover from Rock 107, how are you? Good, Johnny, formerly of Rock 107, two time Rock 107 employee. Yeah, I mean, can I make it a comeback three times? Uh, that's not up to me, but uh, I I wouldn't mind you having back on the floor. Do you miss me? Uh, I know Matt Rubovich misses you. I mean, when I did this this with um, uh, Neil Trauma, he you know he started crying at the very beginning <laughs> because uh, he had seen me for the first time in almost a year, and uh, he he couldn't. He, he said that he was sad about all the commission that he was uh, or the the talent fees he no longer got because I wasn't there, and uh, it was sad. It was a sad day. Hey, you were his like dunking contact, weren't you? Duncan, I think we did some McDonald's. I think we Comcast. Yeah. Big, big Comcast dollars right there. Yeah, and you always took care of me with Keystone. I, I, I think I have one of them. Well, yeah. So I was hoping you would be having a beer during this. I got my uh, Coors Light Verastro bucket. Oh, shout out LT Verastro. And uh, Keystone Lights. Okay. So. I'm sure I'm sure you're still, you're still, I mean, you're Hoover and you're Keystone Light guy. You're the hunting guy, the fishing guy. I mean. It's not, like I ever, it's not like I ever wear flannel. Never, never. I actually brought uh, a flying fish in okay. honor of, you know, uh, Time Shamrock, who is the owner of Rock 107, also uh, ownership of Flying Fish Brewing Company. So 
shout out time shamrock and flying fish now john is that something you drink on a regular basis or you one of those guys who mixes it up all the time i mix it up a lot i i'm a i'm a a craft beer snob i guess you could say okay um but the this came in like a variety pack um flying fish has some kind of like a hazy bones that i really enjoy Mm -hmm. uh so i picked that up over the summertime last year so this is leftover from that so cheers to you good seeing you yeah absolutely i'll grab one myself i gotta get a coaster so that i don't get yelled at oh yeah you're not you're sitting in that nice sunroom the new sunroom (laughs) yeah all right Hoover and I, got, I, I, got, I got I got little records for oh, uh, coasters. Of course, of course, of course you do. Yeah, Hoover and I used to be neighbors. We kind of still are, but I used to be able to see his house from my house at one point. And uh, the Hoovers have built a, a, a complex over there. Yeah, well, first we got the dogs, and then we got the fence. Uh, during COVID, when both my wife and I were both working from work, uh, and both working from home, we realized how, <laughs> yeah, working from work, working yeah. from work, yeah. Uh, we realized, like, you know, yeah, we have a modest house, and we realized how small it was because we were home 24 7, and, and we're like, hey, we should put a sunroom on and put a bar out there, and that's what we did. And I watch a lot of TV out here, I got my fridge out here, I Last night was beautiful. I was out here till like midnight last night, just watching TV. And today I got the Amish heater on and I got a flannel line out here. You got the, uh, quite the uh, man cave there. Yeah. I think a lot of people, you know, that happened with COVID, they, they, they were home a lot. They started uh, lifting up the rugs as they say, and then finding a lot of dirt and, you know, they started cleaning they started remodeling. They started adding on to their homes and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, one of the, uh, I guess good outcomes of COVID. People kind of did some reflecting internally, and they you know, took care of their home because they were home more. And um, now, did you move during the during the pandemic? I did. I moved. Okay. Uh, what three or four months into the pandemic? That's when the interest rates were super low. They were super low. I had sold the house that I was. Well, I'm sorry. I sold the house that I was renting to the former uh, program director at Rock on the Seven. Um, cause he had moved away and, uh, so I had this house that I wanted, I didn't want to be a landlord. So I, I sold that in December of 2019. Uh, so I had a little bit of, uh, money sitting around that I was able to, you know, put down a down payment for the house that we're currently in. So it all worked out. And is this your basement we're looking at, John? We are, we're in the basement. This is the bar I'm sitting. This is where I, I host the, uh, the podcast and yeah, the computer's on the bar. This is the backdrop. Um, my uh, my Joe Rogan uh, custom made lamp from Scott Nichols is there. You're, now, you're I do big... have to give you I do have to give you credit, John. Uh, when you were years ago, you're a Joe ne- Joe Rogan fanatic. Yeah, and I didn't know much about him. Uh, I knew he was a comedian. I didn't know much about his prior history to that. Uh, but uh, I I got hooked on his podcast. Uh, I mean, he just did one this week with Bill Maher, which was absolutely fantastic. I saw you posted about that. Um... So today is, I'll, I'll do a little setup here. Today's April 14th. This may not be released until May 1st. So anyone listening, just a frame of reference for you. But um, yeah, so I saw you post on uh, Facebook today. You, you listened to the Bill Maher show, uh, well, the episode with Bill Maher and Joe Rogan. And I, I, I have not gotten to that yet. And I wanted to because I would I thought we could talk about that. But mm-hmm. I mean, what about Joe Rogan do you like so much now? I mean, uh, well, I, like I said, I didn't know much about him. So he wasn't on my radar. Uh, and then. 
you know, I started listening to more and more podcasts, uh, you know, yours and, and, and everybody else's. Uh, there's don't so many, don't lie to me. Don't lie to me. Yeah. There, there are so many of them right now. Hey, I listened to your whole, uh, your, what was it? The, uh, the weekender chronicles. Yeah. That was, that's been fun. Yeah. So I guess this is part two of the Shamrock Chronicles. Yeah, we're gonna go back into the you know my all my my past history of in media. Yeah, we'll have to get me and Prospector and yeah, I saw Prospector's gonna be on the uh, getting to know the five seven zero. That'll be yeah. out um, before you know this airs, but yeah, that's a good podcast too with Frankie Sepko and the people yeah. over at Conversion Works. But I'm sorry, go ahead. You were listening to podcasts and and uh, you know I, I you know. Uh, caught show every once in a while and then you know he got all that unnecessary controversy and i go out of my way now to make sure I, whenever he has a uh what was he bi-weekly right they come out twice a week sometimes three he's usually yeah. a, he's typically a tuesday wednesday thursday guy mm-hmm. so so, so yeah. i make sure not to miss it now yeah i mean he kind of wore me out a bit um during covid uh just a lot of covid talk and I mean, what I like about him is he has, you know, people on that talk about, you know, there, there are four vaccines there, you know, they, they talk about all that stuff, but then he also has guests on who talk about why vaccines may or may not be bad. I don't want to get into it because, you know, I'm not a scientist. You're not a scientist, you know, none of that. But like, I like that he has like both sides. It's never like a one-sided thing. Now, for a while, he was very, very uh, anti-COVID um anti-vaccine kind of maybe sort of but um i was just getting burnt out from the COVID talk in general yeah i didn't listen to a lot of his COVID podcasts because i burnt out on it as well i mean even all of our podcasts everybody in northeast pa who was doing podcasts they were all the same thing you know ask an artist what did you do during the pandemic you know did you write new music are you happy to be back on the road and i'm like uh yeah i've had enough of that too yeah, it's it's tough because like, and as you know, I, I talk to a lot of musicians, and like, I hate talking about it, but it's almost like if we don't talk about it, it's like we we missed two years of our lives because, yeah. you know, that was a big big part of our lives, unfortunately. But I try not to talk about it too much, but I almost have to. I feel like I have to at least touch on it for a minute. But I, and I tell you what, a lot of musicians made some. Uh, they 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 did a lot with their time. And then other musicians I talked to are like, yeah, we just sat around and did nothing for two years. Yeah. I mean, I was worried yeah. that like people like musicians were going to have like a, a hard time just because they couldn't be out there playing. But a lot of them, like you said, they just kind of, you know, buckled down and they wrote some, some good music and they really took advantage of the time. Yeah. And technology advanced pretty well. I mean, I mean, look how far zoom has come in the last two years. I'm so mad that I did not invest in zoom. <laughs> I, I I remember it being March 2020, and it was like it may have been like fifteen dollars a share at the time, mm-hmm. and I'm like, you know what, this is going to be two weeks to to you know, what is it, two weeks to flatten the curve, flatten the curve. I'm like, ah, we'll be back before we know it. This isn't going to be a thing, and that's I'm kicking myself in the butt now. Right, but what are you going to do? You got to do a hostile takeover. You got to Elon Musk that. How about that? Yeah, I know. That's, can you imagine having that that kind of money on hand, offering to buy it was two 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 point some billion dollars cash? Yeah, and then he wants to buy it out right now. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, and then I heard he he said that um, if they don't if they don't agree, he's just going to dump his shares and move on. I don't know. I, I don't know either. 
But, uh, you know, I, I think it's time for some kind of change at Twitter. And I'm not talking about their policies, but, man, I, I get lost anymore in Twitter. There's just so much on there. I was never a big Twitter guy. Yeah. It's just, it's too much. It was, too, like you're saying it's too much. It's too, too, everyone's tweeting every two seconds and it's just too much for me. And I get constant tweets and even notifications of people I don't even follow. Yeah, like I'd be off. going through my, I go through my news feed and I'm like, like, why is this story here? And I'll click on it. I'm like, I'm not even following this person. Like, why am I seeing it? Yeah. I don't know. It's a wild west to me. Yeah. Me too. But, um, you're into that Snapchat and the TikTok, so I don't Snapchat. I never even downloaded the app, not once. Uh, I do have a TikTok. I do uh, kind of get lost in the uh, the TikTok game at times. It's definitely a, a time suck. I mean, you know, before bed, just sit there and you'll scroll for hours. It feels mm. like you know that's how YouTube was when it first came out. Really? Yeah, when, when YouTube first came out, and it was like endless amounts of just you know. I, I was getting hooked on like uh, old music videos when MTV was relevant and just, you know, and then you have the suggestions in the right-hand corner. Yeah. Oh, I'll watch that next. I'll watch that next. I'll watch that next. That makes sense. So, but I wanted to talk to Hoover. Hoover, you and I never really, you know, we, we joked about having beers in the garage and all that kind of fun stuff, but we never did it. We never sat down. We worked together for, I think, you know, we, we joked that I was there twice. Um, I went to time of Shamrock for a year. I left for six months. I like to joke around and say that I, uh, uh, I, I went on a six month, um, sabbatical, sabbatical or like, a rehab, uh, you know, whatever. And then I came back and I was there for, you went to, you went to Haiti for six months. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was not, uh, addicted to drugs. I took a, I, I thought I wanted to get out of media. And I thought I had a good opportunity to do so. Um, and I'll tell you what, I uh, I left for six months, and that was probably the biggest mistake I've I've made in my career, uh, working career. Um, so when I was able to come back to Time Shamrock uh, full time, uh, that was definitely a, a a good move for me. And I remember Steve Borneman, um, who was the GM at the time, that kind of was there and kind of convinced me to come back, and I loved him. A lot. I was so sad when he when he left. But um, but long story short, I was there for a collective seven years, and and you and I worked together for those seven years, and and, and not different roles. I don't, don't want to say that, but you have a new role now, and we'll get to that too. But um, you've been uh, at Rock 107 Time Shamrock for quite some time. It was 24 years last month. 24 years last month. Wow. And that's you know that's that's really cool to say. I think. I mean, I, when I was growing up and in college and I always, my parents were lifers at their jobs. Um, you know, they were there for X amount of years. My dad was at his PG energy. Uh, I don't know how long it was before he passed away that he was there, but my mom just recently retired. She was at cook's pharmacy in Kingston since she was like 14. Um, so I always imagined myself, you know, you graduate college, you get the job you know, you're there for 50 years or whatever it might be. You get the Rolex and you kind of go off into the sunset. My life has not played out to be that way. I've been, this is my, so I was at the Weekender, I'm Shamrock. I did a six month stint at eBay, uh, came back to the radio and now I'm with Axelrad, which I'm very happy with. But like, I feel like that's been too many, you know, spots, but you've been there for 24 years. I mean, 
how does that feel? Uh, it's, yeah, I was just saying the other day to somebody, like the first 10 years I was there, I almost remember every single day. Uh, and then after that, it just seems like the last 14 years have just flew by. Yeah. You know, uh, I don't know if it's just where I'm at in my life or, 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 or I don't know why, but it's, it's just, it's that weird feeling, you know, like, you know, like even the first 10 years, I can remember all my interns. I could remember, you know, all our part-timers who worked there and stuff like that. And then it's like, all of a sudden we got to that point in life and the fast forward button hit and it just, yeah, you know, and here it is 2022. Now, did you start on air at Rock 107? Uh, I actually started uh, back when ESPN was uh, American Popular Standards, uh, EJL. It was, you know, Frank Sinatra, Dean Martin and stuff. Uh, they were the uh, Yankees flagship. And back before computers and stuff, <laughs> uh, back before back before computers, uh, you know, you used to have to come in and actually get the uh, the satellite on the on the board in the studio and, and make sure it went on air and play all the local commercials. And I started doing that over on EJL and I was probably there a couple months and I had the opportunity uh, to, to go to Rock 107. Uh, I was already bugging the program director at the time. I want to be on air. I want to be on air. So he had like all my air checks and stuff like that from college. And it, we were live 24 7 365 we're still playing cds we're still playing a, a couple vinyl cuts and uh the overnight jock called off sick and they couldn't find anybody and they're like hey do you want to go do it and i already worked my other job at the dirty christmas tree farm all day long earlier i was already sitting in the ejl studio since seven o'clock with the yankees game and i'm like all right i'm not gonna be able to sleep tonight but this is this is my shot i'm gonna do this and I went over there, did the uh, midnight to six shift and, you know, and then the, the call started coming in more often. Hey, do you want to fill in? Hey, can you do midnight to six on a, you know, on a, a, you know, this weekend? Then it was like, Hey, do you want your own, you know, midnight to six shift, which ended up being uh, Friday night into Saturday morning. So when all my friends were all party and they'd all call me at one o'clock in the morning, Hey, play Ted Nugent or, you know, play Neil Young or, or play some Ozzy for me. Uh, and then after a while, uh, we ran the best of DNW show on Saturday morning from six to 10. They're like, Hey, can you stay an extra four hours and run the board for that as well? Uh, I was doing that for a couple of weeks and back in the days when the radio station has, you know, three, four, five remotes, uh, live broadcasts on a Saturday, the whole promotions team would be there. And, I got to to meet those guys because they were coming in Saturday morning to get the keys for the band, get t-shirts and, and CDs out of the prize closet and, you know, just BSing. And uh, one day the, uh, the marketing director, Tony Pollock here, he's like, Hey, you want to do promotions part-time? And I said, yeah, I, I could do that. So my Saturdays became even longer. I was going to work at midnight doing, doing the DNW thing until 10 and then finding myself hopping in the van at 10.30 and I'd be you know, live at a, a car dealership uh, set up for uh, uh, one of the full-time jocks. And sometimes going home and taking a power nap and be like, oh, we got a veracity event at uh, Grotto Pizza at Harvey's Lake and we're going to be live tonight, 8 to 10. And I power nap and then get back up, go to the go to the station, grab the van and then, you know, 
drive up to Harvey's Lake and then get home about midnight and, you know, sometimes have to do it again on a Sunday. You were a young man, though. I was. <laughs> a long time ago. A long time ago. And the technology for, for, for live broadcast uh, back then, it, everything was, uh, you know, microwave signals. Uh, you know, you had to put the, the antenna in the air and point it to the receiver. And sometimes, you know, depending on where you are, where you were, you had to try to bounce it off some of the mountains in the valley and stuff like that to get like a ricochet shot to get to the transmitter site. And now you show up and, you know, it's a, it's a little box that works off a, a cell phone, a cell phone Wi-Fi card. And, you know, you basically turn it on and hit connect and call the radio station. Be like, Hey, do you hear me? Yeah, you're there. And you're ready to rock and roll. You alluded to the fact before that, you know, time feels like the last 14 years of kind of fast forward like in a, in a blur. And I think, I feel like we've almost been on autopilot with, you know, the advancements of technology and all that kind of stuff. Whereas before, you know, you're talking about, you know, having to get there early, get the keys of the van, get set up and make sure the signal's good, all that kind of stuff. And I feel like, and you're, you're doing five or six a week, right? Or on a Saturday, you said. Um, there was just like a lot going on. And like, I, I feel like, and if you're like me, um, and I was in promotions and marketing in my early stages of the weekender, you're always doing something different, but like you could like almost attach those moments and those events to like, whether it was, you know, the time of year it was, or, or, you know, different groups of friends you were hanging out with or whatever it might be, but there was a lot going on. Like, and I feel like now, like, like I said, autopilot and things just kind of like happen almost does that make sense yeah well i also think you know and it, you know, it's part of life too like when you do something for the first time that memory sticks sure and That's then by point. the by the 35th or 45th time uh it doesn't yeah you know well i say i sit i say the same thing about my wife like um and this is no knock on her but it kind of goes to what you just said like before i met her it was you know we were and I was with groups of, groups of friends. It was there was vacations. There were all these different things. And then like you meet the right girl, you kind of settle down. And, and not that you're on autopilot, but again, it's it's the same. It maybe it's the same things, or it's just, it's the same person at least, right? Um, and it's it's just kind of second nature. You're kind of just going with the motions. I'm not saying that like my marriage isn't fun and there's no excitement. I mean, don't get me wrong. We have a blast together. We still do a lot of different things, but it's not. The, this, the the same excitement as like you had when you were younger and, you know, staying up till three in the morning and going to work and you know having those laughs and we're just older now. Now talk about staying up late. Like we could have probably did this weeks ago, but what, what, I'm like, John, does it really have to be so late in the evening? Can't we do earlier? That was, that was funny. Yeah. Like, yeah because I'm, really? I'm usually just getting ready for bed around now. Well, see, my kid goes to bed around eight thirty, so that's why I do these so late. You know, I make mm. sure I get, I get home. We do dinner. We play. We do. We just did snakes and ladders, so that's why I do them so late. I make sure that I spend some time with my wife and my kid. And um, so, thanks for making the time. Oh, absolutely. Well, I mean, back to your your radio days. I mean, you, you started off as like a, a call in, and and the promotions department, and uh, filling in um, on air shifts. Like, when did you get your your first like? big break when you were like kind of full-time uh it wasn't long um uh, i started march of 98 part-time and i was full-time by october of 98 uh I, I just happened to be that guy uh that was just always there 
you know, I, I had other jobs, you know, I was working part-time at uh, Victoria Inns in Pittston. I was uh, working somewhat close to full-time at the Christmas tree farm in Duryea. Uh, I was still in the, uh, the national guard at the time. And, you know, uh, I, I just, I, I just loved the feeling of walking in that place when I was younger. Uh, like I said, we were, we were live all the time, uh, all the part-time jocks, all hung out in the uh, the jock lounge on the weekends, even if they weren't working. It was just a place to hang out. Uh, we would make fake commercials just to get, just to get better at our practice. Sure, uh, you know we would air check each other. Uh, some of the newer technology was already coming out, uh, like uh, it used to be called Cool Edit Pro. Now it's called Adobe Edition, and we were just getting that. And you know, it was a place for us to sit there and learn how to digital edit. You know, we were already out of college. It, it wasn't like you could walk back into college and be like, Hey, do you have this? Or, or, or I'm going to spend a lot of money on a class to learn how to do this. When we, we had it, we could use it for free at the studio, as long as no, nobody else was using it. And, uh, you know, I just volunteered for everything, you know, uh parade coming up, I'll do it. Uh, you know, so somebody needs to fill in for Mike Evans next week, midnight to six every day. I'll do it. Uh, Somebody needs to, you know, go out Friday at Tinks from 10 to midnight. I'll do it, you know. And uh, when the job opened up, because this is when uh, Prospector left uh, on his, like, second stint there. And Prospector took a job down in Delaware, down in Rehobit. And, you know, I, I took his old job, which was the assistant promotions director. And I, I did that for a couple of years. Uh and then once uh, Tony Pollock here left, I think in, well, he went to sales. Uh, I think he did that in 02 or 03. I think it was 03. Uh, I, I applied for the promotions director job. I actually didn't get it. They hired some guy from Arizona. Uh, he came in and he only lasted a couple months. And then it, basically they walked in my office and said, hey, we're going to promote you. The bad part about that was, is they never filled the job that I had. So uh, when the old when the old promotions director didn't have to go to remotes and set them up, didn't have to worry about uh, stuffing Easter eggs, you know, for an Easter egg hunt, I was still doing all that stuff. Well, that's that's been kind of your entire career. Yes, you know, and we'll get to that in a minute. But I mean, you you were you were a company guy, and I mean, I don't say that in, in a negative way at all. And I, I don't know if you listened to the one with uh, Neil Trauma that we did a few weeks back, but I said if if Hoover ever you know left you know Rock 107 or Time Shamrock, that would be you know some big big shoes to fill, and and mainly because not only because you're talented on air, but like you're you're the you're the go to, like you're the glue. I mean, you're always the guy that says, "Yeah, I'll do it." I mean, you you just said it how many times a few seconds ago, like. You've always been that guy, and I always respected that about you. Um, you, you know, you're, you've always been the reliable the person that you know people can go to, and you don't see a lot of that anymore. No, and I don't. I don't see a lot of. Uh, I do in a couple guys, but I, I don't see a lot in that of, of people you know coming to intern with us or even part timers. Uh, and I, I, I think somebody closed the door behind us about 10 years ago because uh just the, the the way people work and come to work and treat work is 
different different than the way I was raised. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you see that at, at any of your other places that you worked over the years. Yeah, well, it's it's weird because I mean we're in a, we're in a different world right now in 2022. It's, I mean, I feel like the employees have a huge upper hand, um, and they, they, I feel like like employees that they want a lot more from their employers, and it's not a terrible thing. I mean, they want more, uh, they want more of a work life balance, right? And that's not a, that's not a bad thing by any no, means. No, not at all. But it's like you know, going back to what you said before, like if an opportunity arose, like you jumped at it, like you were just there. And I, I, and I was the same way with the weekend. And when I interned there, like I was at every remote, even when I started full-time every remote, like every, or every, every um, you know, live event or whatever, whatever we were doing, like I was always there, uh, but I was, I was single. Like it, was, it wasn't, it wasn't hard work either. It was a lot of fun, like, mm-hmm. but it's different now. And even like the promotions game, today is much different than it was 10, 15, 20 years ago. And a lot of that I think has to do with legal issues and, you know, people not going out as much. And and we could talk about how, you know, the, the, the nightlife scene in this area and how it was 20 years ago was nuts. But um, yeah. Think, just, about, th- think of all the clubs you had. Yeah. You know, all the live music venues. Uh they're all gone, but it changes so quickly. Cause you're not, yeah. you're only a few years older than me. And you, like, from when you were 21 and older in four years, the landscape changed, you know, when I was 21 and, and, and moving through. And well, even growing up in Duryea, I, I think there was, when I turned 21, there was, there was over, uh, there might've been 15 bars in Duryea. That's and, crazy. This is a small town. And, and now if you, subtract the the private clubs there's two you got Colorusos, which just opened and you have the town tavern wow that's crazy i mean, I mean yeah that you know when i was growing up there was the mo ritz and you hosses and and alfie's bar and uh the Dura sports bar i think i said that one already i mean there were just lots of places to go like even right here uh but but even the, the concert venues whether you're seeing you know riverside at the staircase uh, Hiles was a hot spot every Monday night. You know, Tinks was a, a, a go-to. Uh, the Woodlands, there was times the Woodlands would have a band in Streamside, uh, a band in the 25th hour, and there then there'd be a band out in the ballroom. And the Woodlands was just recently sold. Yes. And have you talked to Mitch about that? I haven't. Uh, I was down there a couple of weeks ago. Pat Verastro had his birthday party. And uh, he had ACDC uh, Livewire and a Stones Tribute Act down there. And I thought I would have saw Mitch. And I texted him. I'm like, where are you at? And I just got the the blanket in Florida te- reply. So I, it is I that time of year. It is yeah. that time of year. So Pat Verasho's birthday. And I did not get an invite. I wasn't in charge of the guest list. Man, I am I'm heartbroken. I am heartbroken. I, I want to give you a little secret. Secret. I, I I was working as much as I was enjoying some free uh, Coors Originals. I love that beer. Yeah, Coors Original is a great beer. You know, I thought I thought Pat and I had something special during our time together. I, I, I you could have helped. You could have helped be, been a roadie that evening. Damn, Pat. He won't listen to this, but if he if by his chance he is, Pat, my, my heart is broken. Well, did you at least send him a card? 
I didn't, I didn't, this is the first time I'm hearing about it. (laughs) You worked, you worked with him all those years. You didn't know what his birthday was. No, that's terrible of me, huh? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Shame on you. Damn. (laughs) Now I'm the asshole. (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah. Forgot we're on a podcast. We get cursed now. We are. It's not, it's not live radio. Yeah. And and speaking of live radio, like, you you know, you mentioned, um, you know, new technology and, and a lot of times, you know, you can't teach an old dog new tricks, as they say. You know, were you able to embrace the the new technology? Was that something that like, you were like, "Wow, this is really cool. This can really benefit us." Like when that was coming through. Uh, I mean, you know, I, I went to college in the '90s, so we were that com- that computer age where everything was new constantly. So, uh, I, I would assume if somebody maybe ten years older than me didn't have that advanced technology constantly changing through school and stuff probably would have been a little bit more resistant to it. Uh, I know the program director at the time, he was resistant to it because in 2003, we were like one of the last radio stations in the country to still be playing CDs and LPs. Uh, When we had a new PD come in, like he couldn't believe that we were doing this. He's like, oh, he's like, what's this, 1988? And it wasn't long before, you know, we got a, a full-blown automation system there uh, that, that played all our commercials and played all the music and stuff right off the computer. It's funny you talk about this. And even when I was there, you guys would talk about this too. And I, I, I came to the stations for the first time in 2013. So you guys were obviously well on your way to, to the technology, but like, I hear the stories and I, I can't really comprehend it. Hmm. I mean, <laughs> you're using CDs and I mean, how, how does that even work? Can oh, you explain yeah. that to me? I mean, you had a couple of CD players in the studio and when one would start to end, you start the next one. Uh, I mean, you planned your bathroom breaks. Uh, for a long time, I was a host of the all request Saturday night shift. And again, I, I had other jobs and I'd work all day long. And a lot of times I didn't have a chance to stop and get something to eat. So I'd always hope that somebody called in because I called, oh, somebody please request Frampton or somebody request uh, Indigata and DeVita. And if it popped up and I had a phone call for it, I, I'd air it, start it. And then uh, at the time down at Mulberry, uh, they had Orlowski's Hoagie and they had this the Subs Now shop in there. So it was enough time for me to run down the back steps and run up a block and a half and get a hoagie and finally make it back up, uh, you know, to catch the end of the song because even food delivery was tricky because uh, like we were still locked down. Uh, I mean, all the doors were locked, the front doors and you're on the fifth floor and back up even more, John, uh, you know, one of the elevators there is still manually run. Mm -hmm. uh, But the guy who ran the elevator on the weekend was also a maintenance guy. So if he was out cleaning a floor or vacuuming the fourth floor, like, so say you ordered Alfredo's and, and you didn't know when they were getting there and you said, Hey, there's a phone in the lobby, call this number when you get there. But there, a, was I going to have a long enough CD to run down the steps? Uh, because there's a good chance the elevator guy is not going to answer when you're ringing the bell five times to come pick you up, take you down, get your pizza, pay for it and come <laughs> back up again. So. It, it Do you was, imagine that? Can you imagine asking a kid to do that today? Yeah. They'd be like, what? Yeah. No way. Not a chance. Yeah, but we had the old time elevator, the elevator operator and the gate and the door. And 
you know, it, you know, things are changed. You know, I mean, the, the silly things in life. But yeah, but like you talk about it, and like there's there's a part of that that like sounds. Yeah, it's a huge inconvenience, and you know you have to plan out your bathroom breaks, like you said. But like, there's still like to me, at least. I mean, it sounds like there was a bit of fun to it. Oh yeah, I mean, there was always something going on. Uh, like I said, you walk in there any day of the week. There's always somebody in the studio. Uh, and, and the other thing about the early days of of radio, I mean, you were like the you were like Google. Nobody had a phone. Uh, I mean, you're, you're old enough to, to remember uh, calling the, the local phone number to find out what the weather was going to be or calling the movie hotline to find out what time, you know, uh, Batman Forever was playing. Yeah. But the phone, the phone would ring. Uh, you had listeners who you talked to. Sometimes if you did one of those late shifts, there's, there's times I was on the phone with complete strangers for an hour and a half, hour and 45 minutes. Uh, the people called. They wanted to know. Uh, you know, when, when's this Def Leppard concert? Where could I buy tickets? Uh, do you know how much they are? Um, you know, people would call up. People would call for like phone numbers. Hey, do you th- do you have a phone book there? Can you can you get me a phone number for for this uh, bingo hall? I want you know I I, I want to call down there and stuff like that. And now people just get all that stuff off their phone. Yeah, I mean. I can't tell you how many podcasts I've said, you know, that I feel like the internet is a blessing and a curse. Um, I mean, all this useless knowledge I have about rock bands and, you know, what bass player played with Ozzy Osbourne from 1983 to 1985 and things that I thought would get me so far in life. Now you could find it on Wikipedia in two seconds. Yeah. Which is really cool to a degree, right? I mean, we have all the answers at our fingertips, but like, so much has changed, I think, uh, in a negative way as well because of these things. And I don't know. And I, I mean, obviously, radio has changed with the internet. Um, you know, did you see radio being what it is today when you when you first got there? No, I, I, I mean, uh, it, it was this. It was pretty much the same for so long. Uh, I mean, th- the last big change in radio was when AM started to die. Uh, I mean, when I was a kid, you know, Warren 590 was the number one radio station in the market. Uh, I mean, that's where you got all your school delays, too. Sitting by the radio, just, you know, they got to the P's, they got the Palmerton area. You're like, oh, my, they're going to say Pittston area next. This is going to be great. I'm going to have a two-hour delay. Uh, but, uh, I mean, then FM took over and... You know, now it's, it, it kind of, you know, it lost some, a little bit of listeners uh, in about 10 years ago, but it, 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 it flattened itself out. I mean, people try satellite radio, uh, but I, I think the retention rate for satellites, like 6%. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, people use Spotify. Uh, I actually use Kyobuzz, which is CD quality streaming. Uh, there's my plug for uh, something I don't have any interest in, except I'm, a, I'm, a, you know, I pay for it. What's it called? Uh, uh, Kyobuzz. Never heard of it. Yeah, it's Q O B U Z. Q O B U Z. Yeah, but it's it's CD quality streaming. Okay. Uh, but 
you know, I mean, uh, I've noticed, you know, even friends of mine do, do things different. I mean, there was, there was a time where, you know, where you went to a barbecue, you're just hoping they, they had your station on and, oh, you know, if they had the country station on or the top 40 station or whatever, but now you see a lot of people with their, their, their smart speakers out by their pool and stuff. The other thing that aggravates me about that is, is I wish if I'm at a party, put something on and leave it on. Uh, yeah. A lot of times it's like a song starts, like, oh, skip that. Mm-hmm. A song starts, oh, skip that. You know, oh, how, hey, do you have this? And, you know, they, they yell in their smart speaker, hey, play Chris Stapleton. And Chris, Chris Stapleton songs, oh, I don't like this one. Skip this song. It's like, <laughs> just put something on and leave it, you know? That's the world we live in, man. I, I, I talk about that a lot, too. It's like, you know, there's that FOMO. It's, it's like this fear of missing out. Like, you, you, there's so much in our hands. And you listen to 30 seconds of a song, and it's like, that's enough. I want to go on to the next thing. Or, yeah. And I make the joke all the time that, you know, um, I spend more times or I spend more time looking for something to watch on Netflix or Amazon or whatever it might be than I do spend actually watching something on those services mm-hmm. because there's just too much. Yeah. And, you know, you're, you're a big music guy, too. It's like even like records and, and CDs, you know, you would listen to them front to back. And they were they were recorded that way to listen to them start to finish, and now it's like you know it's it's, it's the singles it's all this other kind of stuff and again like you're saying we we listen to a minute or whatever it is to a song and we go on to the next because I used to come home when I when I was in high school I'd come home and I I'd already have my CDs laid out for that afternoon before I even went to school and uh, I listened to them in that order for, like start to finish yeah uh, if if there was an artist I bought an album by and I was a big fan of that artist. And if I didn't like an album, I would force myself to listen to it over and over again until I made a, a different decision. And sometimes I did, and, and sometimes I didn't, you know. Uh, and then there's 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 times, you, you you know, you bring something home when it was new and you listen to it. It's like, oh, my, oh, this is amazing. This is really, really good. Uh, and there's a few albums that, that I remember that the, the, the second – it started. I'm like, this album is epic. Now I'm not a big Nirvana fan, but when Nevermind came out, uh, I actually had to buy the CD single at Jordan Ardones because uh, the guy working at the, the desk didn't never even heard of them, and he found it in the in, uh, the single stack. So it just smelled like Teen Spirit, the single. And I said, hey, if this comes in, call me. And he called me like two weeks later, and it came in. I went down and picked up Nevermind, and I went home. And there were the days I used to play video games where I listened to album you know like throw my sega genesis and just start an album start listening to it i'm like this is absolutely fantastic and i remember going to school and telling some of my friends like oh we never heard of nirvana and i listened to that album probably like two months straight and i put it away because i was on to something else already and and then already yeah already (laughs) and then months I, i mean i listened to it almost all the time and then all of a sudden they just exploded. I'm like, Hey, I know that band. That's the band I was talking about. Yeah. <laughs> what other uh, musicians have you had that experience with uh, or, or albums, whatever, you know, the, when I got into the Beatles for the first time, I, I didn't think that they would uh, consume me so much. Like I'm like, these songs are super, super catchy. And uh, again, before the internet. So then I start buying books about the Beatles and uh, magazines 
about the Beatles and stuff like that. Just, just trying to read and get some information off it. And I was always the type of guy when I was buying albums, like if I got into a band, I'm like, I have to have their whole catalog, whether I like it or not. You know, when I got into Black Sabbath and Ozzy, there's a lot of bad Black Sabbath albums. And I bought them because they were Black Sabbath. And a couple albums I listened to a couple times, I'm like, I never want to hear this album again. But do I still have it up in my CD collection? Absolutely. Would I sell it? No, because then it would break up the catalog. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, the, the Doors did that for me, too. I got hooked on the Doors. Now, I'm such a big Doors fan. Like, they put out reissues several times. I think I have four to five copies of every album. You know, I have, like, the original Electra release. Then I have the uh, 25th anniversary. Then I have the 40th anniversary. Then I have the 50th anniversary. Then I have the deluxe editions with the, with the remixes. And you're the guy that those bands uh, keeps those bands in business. Yeah. Guys, we're, I, we're going broke. We need to I, release. I, I see an ad for something. I'm like, just take my money. Just take my money. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> and what's it and, like? I mean, like you're, you're, you love music. You, I mean, you've been tied to it for so long. What's it like being able to like play that music on the radio for listeners and to connect with listeners that way. Like, I mean, how cool is that? Uh, It's, it's pretty cool. Uh, I, again, you go back to the first 10 years, you know, I, I remember so many times playing something for the first time, you know, like, uh, uh, like a certain bad company song, like you hear it during the week and DC day played it and mad dog got to play it and Fontaine got, and man, I've been here months and months and months. That bad company song never showed up on my air shift. And that one day you walk in and you grab your music log and you look, it's like, oh, I got that bad company song. I could, I could finally play it. Uh, and then even back in the days when Rock 7 played new music, uh, just the, the, the joy. Like I remember, you know, Audio Slave for the first time. Uh, I remember playing, uh, you know, bands like Three Doors Down, uh, Fresh Out of the Box, and we thought it was cool because, you know, the name of the song was Kryptonite, you know, and, like, you know, pretty big Superman fan. I'm like, this this should be cool, you know. And when did uh, when did Rock 107 kind of stop playing new music? Uh, when Audio Slave came out, uh, the uh, the owner of the company, well, one of the owners of the company, it had that uh, real wicked bass opening. Remember mm-hmm. the, yeah. the scratching of the bass and stuff? And uh, the phone call came upstairs. Don't ever, ever, ever play that again. Uh, and it didn't. And then slowly over the next like two weeks, everybody started to notice that all the new music was starting to disappear. And then like another week after that, we had a big meeting in the auditorium. And it was like, we are going pure classic rock today. So I, anytime I hear Audio Slave, I always think that's the beginning, the beginning of the end of that era of Rock 107. And what year was that? It had to be 02 or 03. Okay. So you guys are going on a little over 20 years of, of, of classic rock. And I mean, like, it's the number one classic rock station in, in the market that is, you know, Northeastern PA, scranton Wilkesbury. Um, and I, I mean, I remember growing up, my parents, you know, playing that music and i was never like i was like it was okay but i was never like in love with it but like now as a, as an adult like i have a much greater appreciation for 
that music. So I'm glad that there's a, a station in this area that like focuses on that. And you, you know what amazes you know what amazes me about a lot of that music, like you know when I first got my driver's license and you had all four windows windows down in your car and you're blasting Rush, and you're like, oh, the neighbors probably hate me. Now you go to Garrity's and you're shopping for uh, lunch meat and you hear Tom Sawyer, you know, yeah. on the on the radio at Garrity's and you're like. And you're looking around and be like, wow, you know, 20 some years ago, I was doing this to scare the neighbors. Now all the neighbors are, are shopping to it now. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's so, it's so, it's, it's interesting how time evolves. Yeah. And, and I mean, you, you also were around um, when, you know, Daniels and Webster was, was a huge, huge name. Oh, right? absolutely. I mean, yeah. they, they were, I, some of the, the weirdest questions I've ever been asked about radio have been about those guys. Uh, somebody asked me once, and I was working there a good five or six years, if I knew them. And I stared at them for a little while. And then I came back with an answer that I used quite a bit until in, until they disbanded. It was, I'd be like, I'm not really. They have their own private studio, and they also have their own private elevator. And it, if they happen to be in the hallways, we're directed not to talk to them. <laughs> And what, what even made that joke even funnier that we found out from, uh, I, I don't know which one it was, Opie or Anthony, but he had a similar experience with Howard Stern. Do you remember that video that went viral a couple of years ago? How everybody had to go in their offices and close their door when Howard came in and out of the studio and walked to the Sirius XM studios? I didn't know. If, if, if you haven't seen it, it's probably on YouTube, might even be on TikTok. Uh, just like, uh-oh, King Howard's coming through. And you can hear the announcement, please clear the hallways <laughs> because he didn't want to talk to anybody. But I used to, I used to put on the illusion. That's how Jay and John were like, yeah, oh, yeah. We, you know, we're not even allowed to discuss or, or, or mention anything to them. And, you know, they're like, Oh yeah. They, yeah. I get that. I understand that. Like, but Jay and John were just so down to earth. Uh, John who recently retired from radio, I think uh, over a year already. Right. I'm not sure. Yeah. I think I took the end of uh, 2020. He retired. Well, so it's so interesting because my my dad used to listen to Rock 107 in the in the car all the time, and I wish he was like around still. Like when I when I started working for Rock 107, because I think he probably would have thought that was really cool. Yeah. But yeah, so I I mean I grew up with you know all these names that you're talking about, and it just it's it's interesting. Yeah, I mean there was a lot of good times with the, with, with the morning show. Uh, in the early days, we actually drank beer at live remotes. And, I, and I'm not talking about like, hey, you know, we're at, uh, you know, the staircase doing a live remote. We're drinking beer. I'm talking about uh, us setting up the van on a Saturday afternoon at Gibbons Ford and Webster getting out of his car with a six pack of beer. And doing the live broadcast. Yeah. Tilt, tilt, I- tilt and back rolling rocks. I remember doing stuff like uh, EFO, by the way, they're not nine in anymore, uh, doing remotes there. And John would show up with a six pack of beer and a tray of pizza. And he'd lay down on a recliner and he'd have the microphone on his, on his chest. And he'd, and he'd do the remote like that the whole, the whole time. And then something happened. I wasn't at the event. Somebody complained about us drinking. And then like this big memo came out, like no drinking, no smoking. Then it was, there was a khaki rule for a while where you had to wear a khaki and a polo shirt to end your live broadcast and stuff. And 
you know, uh, I was I was used to Jay and John showing up, not even station logo. Like they they would show up in like Hawaiian shirts and mm-hmm. shorts. And I swear Webster wore shorts, you know, year round at the radio station. Well, that's what I kind of mentioned earlier. Like, you know, there was a time when you guys like had a lot of fun and not that you don't have fun now, but it's just different. But back then, like you could do all these things and you, and you did like these, you know, off the wall remotes and, and had these different uh, things with listeners. And and then, you know, lawyers get involved or, you know, we have one one complaint about something and, you know, it, it's it, it goes to the ownership and they're like, OK, this is a bad look and you can't do it anymore. It's such a crazy thing how that like how that happened. Yeah, and that's with everything. It's not just radio. It's I mean, it was. You know, looking back at the weekend years back when I was there in 04 and I talked to people that were there before me, everything was just a little more wild. But like I said, like one bad thing happens or, you know, Karen sees, you know, you're drinking a beer on a remote and they're like, I don't like that. And they make a phone call and it's like. Oh, not even these days. It's it's social media attacks now. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you say one wrong thing on the air or you post one wrong thing. And then all of a sudden it's, you know, you put your phone down for an hour and you come back and it's like, wow, that exploded. Mm-hmm. You know, and if if it's anything that that, that that your employer doesn't like, I mean, you get caught on the carpet for. Yeah. You know, uh, I've gotten called on the carpet, not not yelled at, but like I've like, when I post things, I usually don't comment about the post. Like I'll share something like a funny meme. And, and even if it's political, I just, I don't say either way, you know? Right. Uh, like even when uh, Biden was in town last year, uh, this is a true story. I'm, I'm in the studio and, you know, the doors closed. The, the studio is somewhat soundproof. Uh and we're on the fifth floor and I could hear chanting and chanting and chanting. And I walk out of the studio and I hear it and I walk down. I, I'm going to go out on the roof. I open that, that back door on the roof. I'm like, wow, was that loud? All right. I walk back up to the studio. I, I, I had a pretty long sweep of music. I'm like, I could get down and back in 20 minutes. I could do this. So I ran down the back stairs and, and Biden was over at the, uh, the trolley museum. And there was a protest rally right across the street and they were chanting loud. Uh, granted, they had a PA system, which made it even louder. I just snapped a couple of pictures. I didn't say anything about anything. And then all of a sudden people are like rip roaring me on Facebook. And I'm like, all I did was take a picture. And I, I basically told the story on Facebook exactly how I'm telling you now. Right. Like I heard ruckus outside. I wanted to go see what was going on. And I took a couple of pictures of the ruckus. Right. You know, and so yeah, people are so tribal now too. It's 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 kind of a shame um how things have been so uh politicized. And if you're not with me, you're against me. If if you don't believe in what I believe in, you should go die or something. Like it's just crazy how we are. And you're you're just sharing a photo of like what you're witnessing. You didn't say yeah. like, you know, I, I'm with or with that, you know, with or against these people. You're just here's yeah. a photo of like this is what's going on right now, and you're getting attacked for it. Yeah. But it says, yeah, it's it's not the uh, not the world my parents told me about. <laughs> that's for sure. It it changes daily. Yeah, but I, was, I I don't I don't think a younger me would believe the you know if I went back in time and told them. Yeah, you know, I, they'd be like, "You're crazy! Get out of here!" 
you you mentioned ownership and and you know what's cool about Time Shamrock is it's been a locally owned and operated radio station for many many years. You know the, the same can't be said about um, you know the KRZ who uh, their ownership is now Odyssey, I believe. Uh, the group that has like BHT, no, that's not even BHT. It's Hot ninety seven one or Hot ninety seven. I'm not even sure. I'm glad that's back, by the way. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely cool. I never uh, understood why they changed back in the day. I'm glad it's hot again. <laughs> yeah, ninety seven nine X is Cumulus. Like those aren't locally owned and operated stations. Nothing wrong with that. But like, what I always thought was cool about Time Shamrock was, and I'm I've I've been born and raised almost like on you know local locally owned operated. So that was always something that cool to me about Time Shamrock and why I really enjoyed being there. Um, but I'm sure that has like a you know a good and bad. You know, ownership is on the third floor, which is good because there's no red tape to jump through. But it's also like you said, you can say one wrong thing and you know they're going to hear it, and all they have to do is pick up the phone and say, "Come downstairs," or they'll yeah. come up to you. And well, it's a big family too. So yeah. uh, I mean, you could run into any of them at any time, anywhere. Uh, and, and it's, you know, it's, it's happened, you know, uh, and, but, but it is nice that, uh, most of them I have on my cell phone, uh, that I can't, you know, I, I still get a, a birthday card every year from Bill Lynott, which, which I always love. And what's funny about that is, uh, Bill Lynott actually has the same birthday I do. And I'll, I'll tell you a quick story about this because this is, this is funny. This is a good time. So the arena just opened. Uh, they already had their first show a couple of weeks earlier. It was Neil Diamond where well, their first rock show was, uh, Leonard Skinner at ZZ top. Uh, that first couple of years, uh, we were the penguins partner, uh, rock World seven was, and all, all the penguins games were carried on oldies 92. So we had a, we had a, a suite down there and we're doing the live broadcast ahead of time. And the boss came out and be like, Hey, you know, here's a couple extra tickets for the suite. There's food and drink upstairs. And the show is actually on my birthday, like the day of my birthday. So we get done with the broadcast and we go up there and I open the door in the suite and there's birthday balloons. There's a happy birthday cake. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm I'm only at the radio station now for like maybe three years. I'm like, I can't believe it. This is why the boss gave me tickets. I came up for this birthday cake, right? So I'm I'm looking around. I'm like, I'm just amazed. And then Bill Lynott walks in and everybody else, happy birthday. And I'm like, oh, it's his birthday. <laughs> this isn't for me. Yeah, this isn't for me. The cake and the balloons, the, the bottle of champagne, that's not for me. I, I'm glad I just didn't start digging in or blowing out candles. I'm like, yeah, thanks, right? guys, you know. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I now, everybody thought... always asks me, how, how do you know when Bill Lynott's birthday is? I'm like, it's the same day as mine. Yeah. And speaking about birthdays, um, you know, Rock 107, famous for the Rock 107 birthday bash. Um, I think, I don't remember what year it was or, or what how many years in a row it was right before the pandemic. I think it was, it was the 40th birthday. I'm not sure how many years it was for the birthday bash, but 2020 was the 40th birthday of Rock 107. Um, I mean, that was a staple in yeah. MPA. That was the Rock be a good one Seven birthday bash. That was going to be a good one that year. Uh, you know, we announced, we did a couple things. Uh, we we announced our birthday party uh, with fuel. Uh, mm-hmm. We announced that we were also doing a show later in the summer with Alice Cooper. 
Uh, and we also announced that Alice Cooper was our new night guy at the radio station, like all in one day. Uh, we got some TV press out of it. We got, uh, uh, obviously, the, we're, we're owned by the newspaper. We got newspaper press out of it. And everything was looking great. Uh, we just freshened up and young up the, the, the music at the radio station. Uh, I was PD now for like uh, seven months. We, we redid the imaging. We updated the music. And we had uh, like this monster number one book. Like everything just fell into pieces like it, everything was just running perfect so we're number one radio station in the market uh we have all this stuff going on everybody's super excited about fuel uh we got one ticket blitz in and then uh they shut the country down for two weeks to flatten the curve and fast forward and uh that never happened i, I do remember though like uh you were still at the station, I believe, but we kept kicking the can down the road for the birthday bash. We re rescheduled it. It was going to be uh, the end of May. And then we're like, we got to push it back. Then it was June. Then we had a July date. And then I think that last time that we rescheduled in July, basically the, uh, the agent who we're dealing with basically called and said, here's the deal. We're just canceling everything. You know, we'll circle back once this goes away. So we, we canceled the fuel show. Alice Cooper was already kicked down the road. That was supposed to be January of 2021. That whole tour ended up canceling. So so the Alice Cooper show that just happened at the arena, that wasn't a, re that was, it was technically a reschedule, but it wasn't one of the reschedules were like, oh, if you had your tickets from 2020, they're still good. Uh, like a lot of, there's still summer shows this year, uh, like Motley Crue and Rod Stewart and Santana. So if you got your tickets for that 2020 show, those tickets are still good this summer. And I did have tickets for Motley Crue in 2020. They are somewhere in the house. I, I've been looking for them the last couple of weeks. I haven't come across them yet. But uh, so, so yeah, we had this, this big year planned. Uh, we work with your current company, Axelrat. I think, what do we get? 4,000 t-shirts? I, I, I thought it was two, but maybe it was four. We, yeah, we it, it might have been. Made. Uh, but we had all these... 40th anniversary yard signs made uh we made this big 40th anniversary logo uh we took out some big 40 uh, we, we we had some billboards we had full page ads in the newspaper uh we bought some tv commercials that we had produced we had like th yeah. this and i i don't know if you remember you, you earned sales but it was like i remember when it hit we were already at march budget yeah. And we already hit April budget and we we're working on May already. And in a matter of two days, yeah, we weren't at budget anymore in April or March. And then all of a sudden it's like, yeah, like everything's off the books. Like I, I, I remember it went from how busy we were getting advertisers to like people had to start picking up the slack just to handle cancellations. Because mm -hmm everything was going it was so there's a few things that i wanted to kind of talk to you about um but yeah i mean we'll, we'll talk about the the fall off like i mean as a station we were we were the entire sales team you know promotions on-air talent everything was clicking on all cylinders like like you said we were we were at march the first week of march we we're at april like and that was like that was like almost unheard of prior mm -hmm. to that. I mean, we were a small sales team. We were, we were a small staff. I mean, like most stations, but um, 
it was it just felt good like it it felt like this is what this is all about and i i it is as and i mean personally i mean i was in sales i i had already had laid out for that year to have my like a, a career year for myself personally and as as good as that felt and as as fast as it almost happened it was just as fast if not faster to fall apart mm-hmm um, and I, I told the story to to Neil. I don't know if you heard it or not, but like you, I, so you were named uh, the program director of Rock 107. You said seven months prior to that. So I, th- I thought it was actually less time. But well, I, I was I was the in, I was the interim guy when when uh, Rick left. You know, they basically handed me the keys of the station. They're like, you're going to have to apply for the job, but you're going to run the station until then. Okay. Uh, and I did, and. I, you know, I just hit the ground running. I'm like, I'm not going to wait until they make a decision. I'm just going to do what I think is right. Yeah. Like I said, that's when we book fuel and all that other kind of stuff. And, you know, we kind of younged up the music a little bit. We got a little bit more nineties and 2000 music on the radio station. Yeah. And I mean, but that's what, that's what like I've hurt me so much for you. I mean, like you're this guy and we'll go back to, we said it earlier. Hey, can you do this? Yeah, I'll do it. Can you do that? Yeah, I'll do it. You have, you've been the company man for so long. Like you've put your time in, you've, you've earned your stripes. Like you've done it all. This is your moment. Like, you're, you're named program director of rock on seven. Something so that you, you're blaming me. It's all my fault. Dude. No, no, I feel <laughs> you I, ruined the world. Why did you take that job? <laughs> no, but I, I, I felt like, I mean, like this guy, this is the moment he's maybe in dream of it for that, you know, 22 years or whatever it might, might have been but like this is like a career moment for me right this is like almost a, so to speak right and then all this happens like how and i think you're a pretty positive guy for the most part and if you're not you you hide it well but like how kind of devastating was that for you to kind of get to the the point of your career like you've worked so hard for and it for all kind of just like get shit on uh you know it, it, it was tough because you had all these, you know, these plans, you know, like I always think to yourself, like, and, and you probably think about this at your job. Oh, if I ever ran my own business, I would do things this way. Or if I was ever the boss, this is how I would do it. And then you, you finally start doing that and, and, and wow, it's working and it's, it's working well. Uh, and then that wrench gets thrown in uh, and that threw everything off. Uh, and I don't even think we recovered yet from it as far as, a listener standpoint, uh, I, we did a blue collar job fair at the Viewmont Mall, and a lot of radio listeners uh, from the station came up, and I'm talking to some of them, and they're like, "Yeah, I think I'm about to get back in the, in the job scene," and I'm like, "Well, you haven't worked the last two years," and they're like, "Well, we had all that extra money, and now it's like I got so used to being home all the time, but now I, you know, I got to get back in the in the in the to work," you know. Uh, I did notice that our streaming numbers exploded and uh, they came down a little bit, but they are way higher than they were pre pandemic. Uh, I, I actually just had to submit royalties uh, today for online listening. And uh, I think we had uh, 862,000 uh, like activations on the listen live in the month of uh march right it's, it's april uh which i think pre-pandemic was like 
600,000, I think during the pandemic was like a million and a half. Uh, you know, we do have the smarts. I'm not going to say her name because she's going to go off in here. Yeah, don't do that. Yeah. But, uh, you know, we were one of the first radio stations in the country to, to get that skill, uh, for that, for the smart speaker, uh, which is cool, uh, because I knew we had to get on that quick because there are a couple of different Rockwood 07s in the country. It was the same thing when we got our website. I, I remember our uh, marketing director at the time. He's like, we got to do this now because if we don't get rock107.com, we're going to be something else for the rest of eternity. And, you know, the other Rockwood 07s throughout the country, you know, they're like, you know, like rockwood07fm.com or rockwood07, their call letters.com. And, you know, it was something we jumped on early. But, uh, yeah, but everything crumbled quick. Uh, we were minutes away from hiring a, a promotions director uh to fill my old spot and i'm like this is going to be nice i'm not going to have to work as many weekends that's uh, what i wanted to get to i i i, I don't i'm not going to have to be the setup guy anymore uh you know am i not gonna not gonna go to things anymore i'm definitely gonna go but i don't have to be about worried about the guy making everything happen i i, I could have somebody else do it for me so we actually had an interview that week, and I had it narrowed down to my uh, my final three. And we were about to make a decision. And excuse me, Burt Benikoff there. Uh, <laughs> it's a Keystone Light, uh, and you know that just all fell apart. And I, I, I you know, it was just it was crazy during the pandemic. Yeah, uh, working from home was tough. Uh, you know. I, with my wife home as well. Like I, I think the Wi-Fi in everybody's neighborhood was just moving slow because everybody was home, but you know, imagine trying to upload audio every day and get your show done. Uh, you know, got my wife on a zoom call. I'm on a zoom call. I'm trying to do my show live from my laptop. I'm trying to upload a file to the radio station and I it's just spinning and spinning and spinning and spinning. It's like, all right, this got to air in five minutes. It's been uploading for 12. Mm -hmm. Um, and then uh, we got back to the office, I think, a little bit after Memorial Day of that year. But uh, the, everything changed so much. Uh, you know, we weren't allowed to do events. The radio station has always been event-driven. Uh, and then the, the whole hiring my replacement was put on hold. And, you know, then we slowly started to pick up. You know, I, I think they thought COVID was going to go away. We started picking up doing some stuff, and everything shut down again. Uh, then, uh, you know, New Year you know, some advancements in the pandemic stuff started opening back up again. And then I was finally able to hire somebody. And uh, luckily one of the people who were my final three from the year before a uh, girl named Heather, who was actually from Maine uh, who applied, she was interested again when we posted again. So that's who we ended up hiring. So fast forward a little bit, uh, Tom Ferguson, who was uh, the program director for 92 one, uh, he took a dream job of his to be like a, like a sports director at uh, Lackawanna College. And so they promoted Heather to take his job. So here we are again. Yep. You know, uh, it, it's a little bit easier this time because Heather's handling a lot of the 92.1 stuff, like the websites and, and the uh, live events and the contesting over there. But it was like, oh, here's the reset button again. And I'm like, this has been my career. Every time I get promoted, yep. like my old job gets eliminated or, and it's like, you know, 
like, I'm never going to apply for the general manager job because I can only imagine if I ever did <laughs> 10 years down the road, it's like, all right, you're the GM, but you're also the PD and the promotions director. You're still going to do afternoons and you're the director of sales and you're also the, the account reps. And you're the custodian. Yeah, and and you're the custodian. (laughs) No, I made that joke earlier. Yeah, I mean, and I, I, it, I, I was genuinely like hurt for you, and I hope you. That's not me saying that because I'm I'm looking at you right now. It's when I when that happened, I was just like, man, this is like, this 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 is terrible. Not only for me from a personal standpoint, but like I I felt badly for you and and what you've worked so hard for and worked towards and yeah <laughs> what a what a what a shitty situation for yeah. i mean the whole world's going through right but like damn. damn i i am i am glad that we were able to go back to the office a lot earlier than some other radio groups and stuff yeah uh, i know a lot of people love working from home and and you know if you're watching this and you do you know that's 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 good for you but that, that that's just not for me not for me either yeah, it's really it's not isn't. for me, especially when you're trying to manage a staff. You yeah. know, uh, you know, texting people, calling people, Zoom meetings. You know, it's so much easier. Like, I have to ask production a question, and either yelling down the hallway or walking out and be like, "Hey, did we get this promo back yet from our sound guy? Oh, right. we did. Okay, great. I'll start working on it." You yeah. know, uh, not just that. I'm a, I'm a people person. Like, I like. Yeah. I like the camaraderie. I mean, you know, I, I've, I've not, not arguments, but I've been, I mean, I think it's good for human humans in general to be in an office setting and working side by side with people and, and, you know, working towards certain goals and, and things like that. You know, I feel like the more we hide behind these screens, the worse we are off as, as people. I mean, people will probably burn me at the cross for that, but like, that's just my opinion. Again, if you like working at home, my wife got a promotion. She works at home now. I'm not knocking it. I just, I think it's good to be in an office or, or working with people side by side and all that kind of stuff. I think it's good for communication. Um, but that's just, that's just me. Yeah. I don't know. So, so that's where we're at today at the station. So, but believe it or not, we do have a new promotions director starting in the beginning of May. Oh, cool. Uh, Great. Pat White. I don't know if you remember Pat. Oh, Pat. Yeah. No kidding. So I, I haven't released that to the trades yet, but it, it will. By the time this podcast hits, it's it's the streets. It's going to be public yeah, knowledge. That's awesome. So he's going to be, and he's also going to be looking over ESPN Radio. Cool, uh, which which is cool. Uh, he's he's a sports fanatic, much like Tom Ferguson was. And yeah. I, I'm the type of guy like you know, I, I could talk about the Steelers. You start talking about hockey or baseball or soccer, yeah, and I have no idea. Uh, like I'm going to be honest, like this conversation that we've had is longer than any college sports I've ever watched in my life combined. I don't, I I, I don't gamble. I don't, I don't gamble on sports. I don't watch NCAA. Like I couldn't tell you who won the final four. Uh, I couldn't tell you what the Rose ball is, except it's a college football game or who played it or where it's played or, you know, but you you talk NFL, I'm into it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But I grew up in a Steeler household. That's the wrong PA's team, but that's fine. Wait, <laughs> <laughs> you, you mentioned we we talked for a long time, and I don't want to keep you much longer. But um, you know, what was one of the coolest moments you've had in radio? I mean, you, you've you've been it, around. This, if you asked me five years ago, I probably would have him and Hod for a second. 
the highlight of my career, uh, I thought was when I talked to William Shatner, when I got, when he called in on the, on the radio show and we, we chatted for a little while. I'm like, this is great. This is a guy I grew, like, I'm such a big Trek. Like, this is awesome. Uh, fast forward a couple months, uh, the show's coming up in like a month and a half at the Kirby and, and text me. She's like, what would you think about emceeing the William Shatner uh, when he, when he, when he comes to town? And I said, without, without a doubt, absolutely. What does that entail? I don't know. I think you're going to be in the, in the uh, audience with a microphone asking, you know, question, you know, walk up to people for questions for William Shatner. Yeah, I'm in it. This is going to be great. So it's like three days out and uh, Stu Green from Magic City Productions. Uh, if you're into concerts, you probably remember the days Stu used to do everything from ACDC at the arena to like everything up at the Broome County Arena. Uh, so he emails me, oh, here's the instructions for this Friday night. So I'm not walking through the audience with a microphone. I am sitting on the stage for an hour and a half with William Shat- with William Shatner, and I have to be ready with at least twenty questions, and I have to submit them in like the next twenty four hours, and they all have to be pre approved. And I'm like, this is wicked. I didn't yeah. sleep for three days. I'm like, I gotta host this guy on stage for an hour and a half. Uh, this is this is big, you know, and it's a sold out show. I knew so many people who were going. Uh, this is a lot different to getting on the stage and saying, Hey, I'm Hoover from Rock 107, and here's Alice Cooper. Yay! And you know, this is me on, on stage talking with William Shatner. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I submit all my questions, they all come back great questions, great questions. Uh, would you like to have dinner with William Shatner? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> okay, uh, we're gonna do it in the green room, it's it's gonna be catered from uh a downtown restaurant. I'm not going to name the restaurant's name because you're going to find out in a second here. Uh, so a lot of people are telling me, just beware. Uh, Bill Shatner could be a real asshole. And I'm like, okay, I'm, you know, I'll be fine. So I get down there and uh, his agent comes out and he's like, Hey, you, you want something to drink? And I said, yeah, you know, water or something like that. He's like, Oh, would you like something stiffer? And I said, He's, I'm like, what do you got? He's like, well, let, let me give you a, a bourbon on the rocks. I said, okay. So he came back in. He's like, dinner's coming down soon. We're going over final prep with, uh, with, uh, with Bill and we'll come get you for dinner. So I hear the back door open at the Kirby center and I could hear chatting and they open Bill's door and I I'm, I'm in the other green room. So I'm not seeing anything going on. And I hear the tray drop of the food. Oh no. I hear curse words that I don't think I've ever heard before coming out of uh, Bill Shatner's mouth. He's screaming and yelling. Wah, wah. So the agent, his, his uh, manager comes in and says, hey, Mark, uh, we're going to put off dinner. Uh, we'll, I'll come get you when Bill wants to talk to you. Okay. So, A, I thought I was eating. I didn't end up not eating. And here I got, I, I got a glass of bourbon in me yeah. on an empty stomach. I'm like, oh, this ain't good. Uh, and then like 20 minutes go by and he's, oh, Bill's ready for you now. So they didn't even clean up the mess yet because I think they were just so scared, scared of Bill. It was just, so I walk in his and I'm like stepping over like sandwiches and 
you know, uh, busted glass and stuff. And Bill's like, I'd offer you something to eat. But they dropped the food tray. There's a banana over there if you want it. Maybe you could dip in that yogurt there. I'm like, <laughs> I'm good. So he was a little bitchy for a little bit. And he's like, you, you submit your question. They said, yeah. I'm like, he's like, uh, oh, I see you have them on index, index cards. They said, yeah. I, I said, I actually typed them. So they have horrible handwriting. And he looked at it. He's like, garbage, 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 garbage. And then he just takes the whole stack and throws them in the garbage. And then he grabs a stack out of his like briefcase. These are the questions you're asking tonight. What? And I said, okay, I'll do that. And <laughs> so then he sat back for a little bit and he's like, you know, I have a reputation for being an asshole. He's like, it's really an act. And then all of a sudden he just turned off. And he was like, for the next like 45 minutes, he was like the coolest guy I ever met. We talked about my my dogs. Uh, he talked about his dogs. He, you know, we talked about horseback riding. We we both use CPAP machines. I both we both sleep at night with the mask. We had like a half hour conversation about CPAPs, and and how how he can't sleep without his, and and vice versa. And then we were all cool, you know. And then uh, and then we went we went up on the stage and we did it. And I I got a couple comments on Twitter like wow, why did Hoover ask that question? And I'm like, well, I'm trying to think to myself, like, here's your question. This is what you got. Like, I had no choice. This is, this is like, there was, there was one in there and I saw it and I'm like, oh boy. Uh, the one question was, uh, do you wear boxes or briefs? And his response was, depends. I'm like, this is the <laughs> oldest, cheesiest joke I've ever, and it was his joke. Yeah. And like, I had no choice but to read it. And, right. so, and a couple of people comment on Twitter about it. I'm like, but, but how, how do you take that? Cur-? Like now I'm doing it, but how do you take down, you know, open up that curtain and say, well, it was pre-planned. It was, you know, it, it was Bill's question. And then the other thing was they said, Oh yeah, he has to be off the stage by 11 o'clock. If he's not interrupt him. So I asked him the last question, like 10 to 11. And he just goes off about this long story about him and Leonard Nimoy, about him stealing Leonard Nimoy's bike backstage. And because he used to race every day to be uh, first at lunch on the lot. And I'm looking over the clock. It's 1058. It's 1059. And there's also the, the timer backstage on the backstage clock. And I could I will count down seconds. I'm like, like, what am I doing? This is William Shatner. Right. Like, I just saw him blow up on the, on the guy who delivered his food. I, what am I supposed to do? Stand up and say, Hey, thanks, Bill. See you later. Good night. You know, <laughs> and, but I tell you what, like the pro he was, it was like 10 59 and 50 seconds. And he's like, thank you so much. Wilkes very good night. See you later. And then the curtain came down. I'm like, wow, that was like on the dime. Like he yeah. did that like perfect, you know, but the fact of that, I got to sit on the stage and, and also have all those little side stories. I mean, that, that, that was really like the highlight of my career, you know, and it, and it's funny because it really has nothing to do with music. Right. Yeah. I, I, so I took, I wrote some notes down. I'm a pro, I'm a pro if you didn't know that or not. I have noticed. I'm a, I'm a pro, right? (laughs) I, I did write down William Shatner because I remember you like for three days prior to the show, like you were like beside yourself. Yeah. You're very nervous. Um, and I, I had a feeling that that was the moment you were going to to reference when I asked you this question. 
Um, which is crazy because I, I know I, you, you post a lot of pictures from the past and you, you, pictures of the Foo Fighters and uh, R.I.P. Taylor Hawkins. And um, I never met Taylor, by the way. Yeah, I mean, I never had a chance to. I I, I never met any of them. Um, uh, but it was weird with Taylor. Like that that hurt me. Like who am I? Like no way, right? Like yeah. I shouldn't be hurt by that at all. But like a day or two after, it kind of like settled in. Like. I have moments like with the food fighters, like, like you know, my dad passing, like I think the day after he passed their album, the double disc album in your honor came out. And I just really kind of apply that, those, those CDs to that moment in my life. And just seeing Taylor and, you know, the way he smiled and he always just seemed like he was having a great time and just a happy person. And I kind of felt like I knew him just because of all the documentaries I would watch or, or just, you know, the shows I would I'd see online and things like that. And like, yeah, well, the, the other thing that takes that whole thing the next the next level is I don't know who does marketing for the Foo Fighters. They have always been to me on the cusp, this far away from overexposure because they're everywhere. Mm-hmm. But they always did it in a way where it wasn't overbearing, if that makes sense. Yeah, sure. you couldn't go a day without reading a Foo Fighters story. But unlike somebody like. Uh, like love him or hate him, like Tom Brady, to me, overexposed. Right. Like everything's Tom Brady, Tom Brady, Tom Brady, Tom Brady. Uh, it could be, you know, the, uh, the the Steelers are bringing back Terry Bradshaw. And it would be a new story for 30 seconds until they say, oh, Tom, Tom Brady's, you know, having another kid. And that'd be the top story for the next eight days on ESPN. But Foo Fighters always got that amazing exposure, you know, whether it be at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame or the Grammys. Uh, they were always newsworthy, uh, but they they never got to that point where it just broke and people are like, I'm so sick of the Foo Fighters. I don't want to hear about the Foo Fighters anymore. They always did a wonderful job with uh, with that. And I'm going to tell you, talk about old school radio. I went up to the cabin the weekend it happened. Uh, I actually took that Friday off. I have zero cell service up the cabin. I send my wife a text out by the cabin gate, which is like a mile down the road. Uh, hey, I made it. I'll see you tomorrow. And then basically, I shut my phone off and 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 put it aside because it's just going to the battery is just going to drain. Looking for signal the whole the whole evening. Uh, so when I left the cabin in the morning, I get one hundred five nine up there. I had the radio station on, and I'm like, "Wow, Neil's playing a, a Foo Fighters song. Like this isn't a normal Foo Fighters song for us." You know, and I'm thinking to myself, how am I going to handle this with Neil? I'm going to have to send him a text and be like, hey, we're, you know, like if you're going to play something that that we don't have in regular rotation, we got to chat about it. And then another Foo Fighters song came on. And I'm like, all right, this ain't a rock block weekend. Like, like, what's he doing? Mm-hmm. And then he opens a mic and then said that Taylor passed away. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. So it was like it was that old school. I I was disconnected for the world for the last 24 hours. And I found out by listening to the rock little seven that he passed. Yeah. That's a, an interesting story. Um, yeah, Neil went from being in trouble to getting praised for taking the initiative. I was going to say, and, like, then he, and then he's like, I emailed you asking if it was good. I'm like, I have no cell service up the cabin. I, I can't do anything about it. So, well, how cool is that? That you have a staff that like is on top of it and, 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 you can trust. I mean, that was like yeah. a good thing. Well, to do, and, right? and they know when artists 
that we play passed away that we usually make a big deal about it. When Eddie Van Halen passed away, we went all Van Halen. We went wall to wall Van Halen. Mm -hmm. It was like, it it was like almost four hours. And I had to only stop because Alice Cooper show comes on and, and his show comes up over the satellite from Arizona. Uh, But right up to seven o'clock, it was nonstop Van Halen the day Eddie passed away. And like I said, four hours and we didn't repeat a song. Like we just, I'm like, we're going in, we're doing this. And we're not going to play Panama twice. We're not going to play jump twice. We're just going to keep playing Van Halen. I probably could have kept going another hour, but like I said, Alice Cooper came up at seven. And, uh, and then as soon as the Alice Cooper show started, it started with a, a montage of Eddie Van Halen. And then Alice went into like all these great stories with Eddie Van Halen, which was really cool. Yeah. Uh, you guys always do a really nice job to uh, honor um, those who have left us, uh, whether it be, on the uh, the billboards that the Time Shamrock owns, or you know, ads in the newspaper, and I always thought that it was a cool thing that you guys do. And we're getting to the point now; it's happening just way too often. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, got to figure you're a classic rock station. These yep. guys, unfortunately, it all have, it happens to the best of us. We're all and, gonna and die. Th- a lot of times. They don't happen at the best of times either. Like it's, no. it always seems like it happens at the worst. The worst is when it happens on the weekend. The weekends, sure. Because now you're scrambling because, you know, the, the, the people in charge of Time Shamrock Outdoor, well, they work Monday through Friday. So to get something on the billboard on a Saturday or Sunday, now you're working with uh, trying to get them to either do it from home or or, or come in and do it. Uh, the other thing is, too, is the uh, design department that puts the boards together. Now we have like a template, uh, but, you know, working in for a news company uh, and you know, trying to avoid ourselves getting sued. You know, if, if you're, you know, uh, like I, uh, I'm trying to think there, there's a lot of rock Facebook sites out there that are just like, Hey, I'm Joe Smo's classic rock page. So they're just stealing stuff off the internet, putting pictures of Charlie Watts or Eddie Van Halen. Like, but if we're putting them on a licensed radio station's website or on a billboard, we have to own that image. So then there's a scramble of seeing what do we have in our library mm. that we own that 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 we could use. Uh, and you know, sometimes that's that's the big holdup. Sometimes is getting stuff on the website or on the Facebook page. You know, if if we don't own an image, you know, legally we can't use it. Uh, granted, working for the newspaper it helps a little bit because a lot of times they may have a photo of like, oh, here's when Charlie Watts played with his side band at the jazz cafe back in 1992 or something like that. Sure. Uh, or there might be, oh, here's when Meatloaf played the FM Kirby Center. Perfect. Let's use it. Let's let, let's rock and roll with it. Uh, or there's there's times where uh, you, you buy a service that you get so many images and sometimes you're lucky enough to have an image of an artist in there, uh, which which was lucky enough for Eddie Van Halen. We actually had a, a, a photo package that included a few photos of Eddie. I'm like, okay, we have the rights to use this. We 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 can get this up and uh, and make it happen and stuff. Uh, but uh, I never would even have thought about that as far as yeah. like a legal standpoint. So. Nobody wants to get sued. No, <laughs> it's not good. It came close that one time. Yeah, well, a couple of times, a couple of times, you know, there have been some lawsuits, but I'll, I'll have been settled for for small stuff, you know. Didn't you use like you use like a, a picture of a cigar? Yeah, that, that a client sent us. Yeah, like it's oh, crazy. here's this here's the cigar we're giving away on the radio. Uh, 
<laughs> here's a picture for your website. It came from the client. Okay. And now some yeah. guy who won the rights to the cigar is like, we're suing you. We're suing yeah. you. I'm like, you know, but that, that all settled out. That's good. Okay. What else you got on your phone down there? I can't see. I think, I think I covered it. I, uh, well, let's go over my notes real quick. Uh, your program director at NEPA's classic rock station, rock 107. Uh, we went over the different roles that you had at rock. I only, I didn't even look at this once to be honest with you. Um, I did I life before Rock on Seven, you said you served. So thank you for your service. Um that's probably I I, I, I don't deserve thanks. I mean, I, I never served in, in any kind of combat situation or anything else like that. I, I did I did my time, you know, got in, got out. You know, I was I was I'm glad I did it. It was an experience. Uh, but you know, I have so many friends. Uh you know, I, I got some really close friends who served a few times overseas. You know, one of my best friends uh, runs the VFW in Duryea. Uh, he's a commander down there. And, uh, you know, th- those are the good guys. Those are the, the really good guys. Well, they're, they're, you, all, you all deserve, you know, respect for, you know, regardless of the situation. Because there's people that, like me, I mean, I uh, the thought of that is, is scary. I think if I had to, I would. But, you know, the fact that I don't have to. You know, thank you. Yeah, we're all too old now. They, they don't want us. We <laughs> we mentioned Joe Rogan. We started off with him, so that's good. Um, you mentioned the cabin. You're a hunter. Uh, I, I actually wanted to talk about that. You know, you know, you know, you got the PD job. You kind of thought you were gonna um, have a little less responsibility. I mean, you're married. You've you have, you have a no, more, more responsibility, but, but less. Yeah, more but, more options to delegate. You know what I meant. Yeah, yeah. You just had more time like to enjoy time with your wife, enjoy time yeah. at the cabin, enjoy going hunting. Um, but we talked about how uh, you know uh your career has been <laughs> getting promoted and, and keeping your old your old job titles as well. But uh talked about your coolest radio moment, um, you know, birthday bashes. And I mean, I have a note here, uh, this is a good thing. We could probably wrap it up with this, but you know. You know, taking Rock 107 into the future. Um, we're kind of coming out of the pandemic now. Hopefully, there's no you know different variants. There's no um, you know come fall or winter we don't kind of recede into the uh, you know the 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 you know, whatever um, the 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 virus, right? Yeah. Um, you know, what are your plans to you know take Rock 107 into the future and um, put all this behind us uh i i want to get get back out on the streets again I, I think some of the stuff we've done in the past uh being part of the community was awesome uh I, i'm glad to see parades and bazaars and picnics and all that stuff coming back i think i just got an invite the other day for the uh west pits and cherry blossom festival uh disappointed to hear the armed forces parades not coming back this year in scranton uh but we still have the veterans parade coming up later this year um we have the bacon and barbecue festival coming up. Hopefully uh, we get to the point where that we all feel safe to, to bring back the rock on the seven birthday bash, whether it be with the new owner, of the, the new owners of the woodlands or, or somewhere else. But yeah, I mean, they they were always epic nights. I mean, the stories from all of them are just, you know, we, we could have did a podcast just on birthday bashes, Yeah, uh, bring something like that back. Uh, and, you know, I, I, I do want to start bringing now when I say newer music, I'm not saying like, Hey, let's play. Uh, Taylor you know, Swift. Yeah. 
but you know, we're not going to be playing Billie Eilish tomorrow, but you Cardi know, B? Like, yeah, but you know, let, let's, let's start introducing, you know, some of the music that we played when it was brand new out of the box, you know, whether it be, uh, you know, get getting the white stripes back on rock 107 or, or getting audio slave back on rock 107. I mean, these are the bands that we broke in NEPA. Like to me, we own these bands. These are our bands. We played them first. Uh, you know, we, we should be playing them again and stuff. I, I mean, I mean, some of those artists I just mentioned, uh, you know, they're 25, 30 years old already. A lot of them classic, you know, and you know, I, I get the comments all the time. Well, green day is not classic rock. I said, Hey, they're in the rock and roll hall of fame. And B, uh, they've been around over 30 years. Like, mm-hmm. uh, I remember when we were playing Tesla and Tesla was only around for 10 years. I never remember anybody saying, why are you playing Tesla? They're not classic rock. You know, it, you know, playing Guns N' Roses in the 90s at Rock Rockwood 7. Nobody ever grabbed me and said, why are you playing GNR? They're not classic rock. Uh, but I mean, I think there's a lot of cool stuff out there that, uh, from the nineties and two thousands that, that we could start issuing into to the library. And even if it's some uh, newer stuff from classic rock artists, I remember when you're still at the radio station and I think I had the Aerosmith nine lives album playing in my office mm-hmm. and you came in and you're like, I used to listen to this album all the time. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, it's a great album, but we don't play anything from it. You know, uh, may, maybe it's time to start getting something like hole in my soul or falling in love is hard on my knees or, or getting some Aerosmith Dude. pink in there, you know? I'll never forget the cover of that on cassette. It was the udder of a cow, branded. Oh, that was Aerosmith, get a grip. Nine, oh. lives, nine lives was the... Nine uh, lives was with the... the yeah, yeah. The care, like a, whatever kind of wheel with a cat on it, right? Yeah. Got it mixed up, yeah. That's fine. You still got nice. an Aerosmith album, you yeah. know? That's good, right? But, uh, <laughs> you know, and, and wanted, you know, want to do some stuff like that, you know? And... uh you know, ho- hopefully we could start building our, 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 uh, you know, our, uh, our up and comings, you know, our, our next guys up next, you know, maybe get a fresh voice on the weekend. You know, it kind of bummed me out during the pandemic that we had a, you know, we laid off a couple of part-timers. You left. Uh, I got a I offered you a show, John. I, I, we, we actually had a name for you. What was it? Johnny Thun? No, it was Johnny Diamond. Johnny Diamond, that's right, dude. I'm telling. So, because that's that's your mom's maiden name, right? My mom's maiden name is. Yeah, she, she never changed her. She never changed. It was, and it's not Diamond D I A. It's D Y M O N D. And like, so I, I, I selfishly could have, you know, done that because, like, I was like honored that you would even like consider it. Um, if it's something you ever want to consider, if you want to, if you need a a guy, I'll, I'll be that guy that says, yeah, I'll do it. Um, where were we this last week? Neil was out sick and true story. Ron got hit in the eye with a plush giraffe. That's all I have. But Ron had emergency <laughs> eye surgery. So Ron's oh, been out no. the last two weeks. So a couple of days ago, uh, Mike Evans was doing my shift and I was doing Neil's shift because Mike has a full-time job. He's like, I get out early, but I can't like do middays. I'm like, Oh, we'll just slot for a couple of days. Yeah. Well, I'm, so I knowing I like, could have called on Johnny Diamond, that would have been awesome. Johnny Diamond. So no, but like you, you're like, oh, let's let's test this out. And like at the time, like I I, I knew I was possibly leaving. I didn't want to do that for two or three weeks and then be like, hey, I'm leaving, and then like that be not a thing. Like I didn't want I didn't want to do that to you. So you're welcome. Yeah, yeah. I'll I'll reach out after this. We'll figure something out. You know. But I know that no, that's it's cool, and it's like. 
and people don't realize that, you know, you're a classic rock station and, and there's music that came out 30 years ago that it doesn't feel that long ago, but it, it really was. And unfortunately, you know, classic rock that, you know, the 70 year olds listen to and think is classic rock. Like we talked about people dying. Like, unfortunately your audience also gets older and they unfortunately pass away. So you really have to like be cognizant of that and kind of introduce the stuff that like I used to listen to that's classic rock. So that way you kind of, you know, kind of bring me into the fold and have a new generation, so to speak of, of listener. Absolutely. And and I, you, I, you know that. Yeah. And that, that's the game plan, you know? So. And with Johnny diamond on it's, it's I mean, it's that's, be... that sounds like a winner. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. I, I think so too. You know, Johnny diamond, you know, it's funny too. Cause I told my mom about that and I said, mom, like, I'm I'm gonna break your heart, but I, I I feel like I need to tell you what's what's gonna happen or what could have happened. And I said, you know, Hoover, I don't know how serious he was, but he said like, hey, like I want to kind of bring you into the mix on the weekends at night or whatever. And I said the name would be Johnny Diamond, and she was like over the moon. And, I'm and, like, the, other, and the other reason I wanted to do that, Johnny, because I, I know you had your own your own brand uh, with uh, alt natives and stuff like that. Uh, I, I just didn't want to confuse people, you know, mm-hmm. like it, it, if it came down, Hey, Johnny pop goes on rock one Oh seven now. And, you know, like, and they tune in and be like, Oh, this is not what he was doing three weeks ago, or this is what he was doing four weeks ago, you know? Uh, but, uh, you know, cause you had, you had a nice little thing going over there and the couple times I was PD at that station for the five or six weeks at a time. I'm glad the last time I got to do it, we, we, straighten that show out a little bit we actually opened the library up quite a bit for you you know you're like hey i could play more than the the, the same 15 bands every week i'm like yeah yeah said, you send it to me we'll get it in the system and then and you were one of those guys like after like the third time they're like can't you just show me how to do it i'll put it in i'm like yeah let's do that that'll make life even easier that's what happened too yeah i was just like i'll i could do it you know like yeah i knew what i was playing the, you know the week prior or two weeks uh-huh. prior and but uh but yeah so well, dude, I mean, this is, we're going on almost, almost two hours here. Well, um, you were late. So I, was, I, you, I signed on right at eight thirty. Eight thirty-two, I think. No way. I'm sitting here. I'm like, maybe he forgot, or maybe he no was joking way. about having me on, on his, no, uh, no, 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 on no. his, uh, Johnny Popko experience. You know? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, like, I, it's hard to believe that, you know, um, in the seven years that uh, we worked together, we didn't have uh, a conversation that went past, you know, 15 minutes, but I'm glad we did this. Um, Absolutely. It was was nice to hear about, you know, your, your career. And uh, I knew most of it, not all of it. Um, And hopefully anyone listening or watching kind of gets a feel for more of who you are and, you know, where you came from and the hard work that you put in to get to the point you are at today. And, you know, just appreciate the, the inner workings of, of radio because it it is um, not difficult, but it's, it's, it's not, uh, as easy as press and play. So um, it was great talking to you. Yeah, John, thanks for having me on. And uh, uh, I, I guess uh, 1014, I guess it's, uh, I, I guess I missed the 10 o'clock news, but uh, I'll find out what's going on in the world tomorrow. We, well, we talked earlier, we have these, uh, these phones we, that are and, Hey, so we went the whole time. I, I, I think I only checked to see what time it was once. So. Yeah. Yeah. I saw you, you yawn and you're like, fuck, what time is it? Or just wrap this <laughs> I, up. Hey, man, I go to bed at like nine o'clock. Sorry, I kept you up late. Yeah, that's fine. We'll make it happen. 
All right, John. But looking forward to, to seeing what Rock 107 does in the future. And, uh, you know, you know where to find me. Let's let's gra- let's finally grab those beers in the garage, all right? Okay, absolutely. I got I got a sunroom now with a bar in it. We can do it here. Uh, I love it. I love it. All right. All right. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Absolutely. All right. We'll see you.